This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in the Podcast, the bonus show. We're back after our winter break. Hope everyone had a, a very Merry Christmas and obviously a Happy New Year to everybody. Matt is with me as always. Matt, how are you, sir? I'm all right. Thank you, Patch. Well, I'm currently isolating. Um, I, have, uh, I have COVID, but um, other than feeling generally a bit tired... Um, yeah, I'm okay, mate. Thank you. Yeah, oh, good to good to hear that you're you're doing okay. Um, I think there's lots of people isolating at the moment. It seems to have taken a firm grip, but uh, we'll get through it and we'll be out the other side, hopefully very soon. But uh, yeah. you managed to get along to the QPR game and the Millwall game. Unfortunately, obviously the Luton game was was postponed. Yeah. Uh, I watched those two games uh, as I was away. But uh, let's start with the with the QPR game. And a couple of big calls there were the drop-in of Dan Bentley and Chris Martin. So your sort of initial thoughts about that? Yeah, I think Dan Bentley's brilliant. He, he's right up there for me. He's, he's one of the best goalkeepers we've had. I don't think he's been as good this season. I think um, his distribution hasn't been great. Um, we've continually said on here um, about him sort of going long. That that might be something that's that's tactically coached, but I, I don't believe it is. Um so I wasn't I wasn't disappointed that Max was given an opportunity. I could understand it. We've been um, speaking about Max on the podcast all season and, yeah. and in previous seasons saying that we've got there almost a, another number one as opposed to a number two. So uh, yeah. I think the opportunity was, was right to be given personally. Yeah, I, I agreed. And, and as I say, I think Dan's, um, you know, we've conceded a lot of goals and admittedly not, not a lot down to him, but I think he's pushed a number of sort of opportunities out and not, not wide and stuff. So should, should like any, any player on the pitch, irrespective of the position, irrespective of the fact he's captain, um, it was a brave call, but but I can understand it. Um, the Chris Martin one, I think Chris Martin just he do, he does need a rest, um, and he's obviously quite a divisive player within the fan base. Um, I I personally like him. I think he he does a job. I don't think we play to his strengths, um, but again, you know, we've been calling for for changing that kind of front line. I think with Antoine Semenyu coming back, um, it gives us a different option. Um, so again, I think it was a, a, a right call to make. Yeah, no, it was. So it was a 2-1 loss. But again, we saw that early goal. So an early goal from Alex Scott, that uh, obviously you being there, did that get the crowd going or? Yeah, it did. And it was a it was a really good start. The first half was was excellent. I thought we played some really good football. Um, we, we got the ball down and, we, and we're looking at pace. Callum O'Dowder I thought was particularly impressive. Um, again, another player that seems to divide the fan base, but I, th- I thought he played really well. We were getting crosses in the box and, and we looked a threat. Um, mm. QPR offered very, very little. Um, and the, the goal from Alex Scott was, you know, a, a, an Alex Scott coming in at the back. I think it was a, a ball, I'm trying to remember the goal now, but a ball from, like, from the like left across. It in, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and he, he hit, uh, yes, right, yeah, he hit the shot and it seemed to take two or three deflections. I think Semenyo, the ball came across. Um, mm. Not a miscontrol, he was kind of tackled and it, and it broke for Scott, but he's he's breaking into the area and it's what we want to see. And him playing in that role, 
that kind of 10 role. Um, it was interesting just how much he got on the ball. Um, and obviously, you know, another goal, I think his third mm. of the season. So, yeah, yeah, good to see. Yeah, but again, we saw two late goals, one late in the in the first half and one late in the second half, both into the third minute of injury time. Um, so there's still that little rick to address, isn't there? Yeah, it was, I, I mean, it was a game of, of two penalties decisions, really. Um, Alex Scott should have had a penalty in the first half without a shadow of a doubt. I thought at the time I've watched it back, it clearly was. Clinton Morrison on Quest, sort of, they, they reviewed it and, and he said absolute stonewall. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're talking with Cam later on. Cam just got caught a little bit, made a challenge. He, he may get away with that seven, eight times out of ten, but the, the referee spotted it um, and it, it was a penalty. Yeah, I'll let you decision. pick that up with him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the it was the right decision. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a penalty, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure Cam would hold his hands up. And and Andy King obviously getting the the two bookings, um, yep. and he's now come out publicly and apologised, which uh, which is a, a great measure of the man. Um, so yeah, yeah, exactly. He he said everything he needed to say in that in that tweet. Yeah, it, it was it was funny because um, we actually still then pressed, um, and and I was really pleased with our reaction to that. I mean, what was a, a, a bit of a strange one with Andy King's was it, it was clearly a foul um, he pulled him back but he, he didn't wait for the ref to give him the second card in the booking he was already sort of walking and you kind of feel a little bit um, it, I think it was already being pulled out the pocket but you did sort of think it was a bit of a cricketer taking his yeah. stance and not walking you know may, maybe if he turned around but again the right decision Andy knew he did wrong you know I know he's got a little bit of flack for it um, and potentially yes it it, it it cost our sort of foothold in the game, but I didn't think we took a step back. We did keep going. Mm. So yeah, good to see. Okay. Uh, so finish two, one, um, we, as we've said, let's move on to the, the Millwall game, uh, a three, two victory again, an early goal. And you know, when Andy Vyman scores, he's going to score another one, but gets a hat trick. Brilliant. Um, and a, a really good performance from Andy Vyman, um, you know, playing sort of, well, I mean, he was he was mid or right as as he does, but yeah, I mean, the first goal was a great finish. Um, Bartowski um, made a mistake, no doubt, with the with the Millwall clearance. Yeah, but but Andy controlled it. A lot it. to do, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, we've I'm not, I'm not just going to blow smoke at the proverbial. You know, I've I've referenced on here before how he sort of slashes it. It chances in if he was a bit more composed. He did everything top draw. I mean, it was a really, really quality finish, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and again, got got us going and kind of felt as though, yeah, let's put them to bed. You know, we've got an early goal on the back of a really good performance against QPR. And it didn't really materialise that way. Mm. You know, again, we allowed them back in it. Very quickly, we found ourselves 2-1 down with uh, Bradshaw and Afobe. And um, again, I was listening to this one, actually, and watched the highlights and Afobe... Uh, with his celebration or lack of celebration and the, the respect, the mutual respect that he got in such a short amount of time, obviously with what happened to him, um, yeah. you know, that must've been a, a tear in the eye for you there. It it, it really was. I mean, he's a, he's a class, class man, isn't he? Let alone class player. Um, I'm looking in my office now and I, I've got a, a signed print um, of Benicophobia because I'd, I'd hoped that he would be someone that would feature for us for a, a number of years. But mm. yeah, I mean, you know, we all, we all know that the, the, the um, the dreadful circumstances um, around the, the death of his, his baby daughter. Um, and that, that formed a real bond between Benick and, and, and Bristol City fans. So 
I've seen a number of reports or comments around people sort of saying about you know players not celebrating goals against previous clubs and stuff. And mm. quite rightly, someone went back and said you don't understand the circumstances. And yeah, it just showed a measure of the class of the man. Absolutely. Well, a couple of changes were made at half time with Masengo uh, notably coming on, and the other change was Chris Martin coming on for Benarus. Uh, and that seemed to seem to pick us up and seem to change things. Masengo had one of his one of his best halves, arguably, for Bristol City, and it was his cross, excellent cross to Andy Vyman, that that he finished really well. It was one of those ones where you're just using the power on the ball to divert it past the goalkeeper. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, Riley Taylor had had a bit of a rough time in the first half. Again, another big call from from Nigel Pearson. A surprising call for me. Um, you know, I think Atkinson would have been the one that you'd have expected to come in. And similarly, with Andy King not playing, you'd have expected Han Noah to come in um, rather than than Iman. But mm. neither had the, the best of half, so it was the right call to make. Um, e- easy to criticise Nigel Pearson for getting it wrong, but he he did rectify it. And you're right, second half. You know, Masengo's energy definitely helped. Um, I also think Semenyo moved sort of further wide and, and, and that was having much of an impact. But it was a, a great ball in. I think after, what was it, 78 games is is Han Noah's first official non-deflected uh, assist, which, yeah, yeah um, was good to see. Yeah, no, fantastic to And see. a great finish. You've got to say the run from, from yeah. Andy Vyman into, you know, get his, his foot as he did to, to put it past the, the keeper. It was a great finish. Yeah, and the winner was a bit of a pinball in the area. It was a lovely through ball um, from Masengo again to Semenyo. He gets to yep. the byline, pulls it back. I think Chris Martin kind of guides it into into a, a dangerous area. Scott shoots, it's deflected, and Vyman is there in the right position. Again, not lashing at the ball, guiding yep. it into the net, which is what you want to see. And uh, the, the crowd goes wild. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was it was strange. Um, the, the ball was a, a lovely little slide rule pass from from Han Noah, but Antoine had, had a lot to do, and and he kept his composure to get to the byline and put the cross in, and that that touch from Christy Martin was so important, um, and I just couldn't see how Alex Scott wasn't going to score, especially on the back of the QPR goal. Um, and when he didn't, you think, I mean, it was actually a really good defensive header off the line. The bloke was on the floor. Um, and I can't think of his name, the right back, but he was excellent for them. Um, and then you just thought, oh, is the chance gone? But yeah, up, up popped Andy, smashes it in, hat trick, um, great celebrations. And it was just, yeah, it was a great, great feeling. Great feeling. Mm. I have to say as well, the, so I obviously not being there, I, I've watched a lot of the highlights and a lot of the footage, the the red zone videos that the, that the club produce with the different angles and mm. the, the really high definition cameras and things like that, that were absolutely fantastic. So it really helped me as someone not being there to feel like I was there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was excellent. Great stuff. Okay. Um, we're going to take a break now and we'll be back after the short break. It'll be a long break for us, but about five seconds for you. So we'll be <laughs> back in a minute to talk to Campering about his new deal, keeping him at the club until 2024 with a year extension available as well. And we're going to find out a bit more about Cam himself. So we'll see you in a sec. Okay, so we're back and we are joined by Cam Pring. Cam, how are you, sir? Very good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. 
So a two-year deal, keeping you at the club until 2024 with a year extension. You must be absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I was buzzing, yeah. Um, I can't, can't wait to see this uh, season out and try kick on now, uh, push on for the next half of the season. And then uh, obviously got a, got a couple of years after that and, and yeah, push on and try cement my place in the team. Absolutely. No, it's been fantastic to see you break through into the into the team this year. But we're going to take a bit of a, a step back, first of all, if that's OK. So growing up, do you want to give a shout out to your primary school? But I went to uh, Catherine Lady Bartley School. Ah, right. OK. Um, what age did you actually start out playing football? You know, where can you recall your first club, if you like? My first club was Wooten Rovers, uh, just a local local team. Um, and then I was in the development centre at Cheltenham, whilst obviously playing Sunday league football for Wharton Rovers. Um, and then 16, my first senior team was was Wharton again. And then um, I went from playing on a playing on a Saturday for Wharton, and then playing on a Sunday for Cheltenham for the under 18s and stuff. So. Wow. So yeah, lots of football being played there. Yeah. Uh, I've actually I've actually done a little bit of digging around and a regular contributor to our podcast has uh, got a message for you. So I'm going to play that for you now. OK. Oh, it's Mr. Paul. I'm absolutely delighted that Cameron uh, Pring is a guest on today's podcast because I had the delight of being Cameron's head of year um, during his secondary school years at Catherine Lady Barclays School in Wootton Under Edge. I think Cameron left in about 2014. Cameron may well recall some of my assemblies where I spoke about the success or not of my uh, football team, obviously Bristol City, and uh, trying to persuade the whole of the year group to be Bristol City fans, despite the fact that there were uh, many from the blue few. But Cameron will also know that um, I was very keen to promote uh, sport in school. And, um, and I was particularly pleased to see Cameron and so many other of his peers do so well. And in fact, um, Cameron was part of a really successful team who won many county competitions and so on. Cameron will probably admit that he, at the time, wasn't the best footballer in the year group, but he was the most consistent footballer in the year group. And there were others who were um, part of other clubs and so on. But Cameron, I think, has gone from strength to strength. And I, I was really pleased when he contacted me uh, when they were playing at Forest Green to say that he was going to be playing for uh, a very young Bristol City side. And this was about um, four or five years ago. This is an absolute dream for me, for Cameron to be playing in uh, uh, for Bristol City, because uh, I always thought that one day I might see a student of mine uh, represent uh, the team I love and, and Cameron knows um, that I, I'm, you know, appreciate that he's kept in touch and um, and that he's continuing to put in the good performances on the pitch uh, for our club. So I'd like to say well done to Cameron. I would also like to uh, say that um, you did cause me one or two problems at school, but I have to say you were uh, a quiet student and you got on with things. But it's the only thing I wish is that you were as quick to your maths lessons as you are uh, running up and down that wing. Do you know, I heard Gary Hour say the other day that um, that he feels that one day you will play in the Premier League. I really hope that is the case, but please, whatever you do, make sure that that day that you play in the Premier League 
is with us. Thanks very much, Cameron, for giving me a lot of joy. You are a brilliant, brilliant person, and the school is so proud of you. And actually, we still use you um, as, a, as a role model that others should follow. Um, keep in touch and uh, make sure you enjoy this podcast. Thanks, Cam. There you go, Cam. What do you think of that? How much did you pay him to say all that? <laughs> No, no, no money changed hands, but a couple of questions came out of that for me. One or two problems called. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, there's a story there. I wasn't the best in school. My mum, I had my mum nagging me to get to school, and that she'd go off to work. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. No, fantastic. What? So what? Well, question back on Lee. What was Lee? What was Lee or Mister Paul, as you called him? What was he like? Yeah, he was. He was brilliant. To be fair, um, obviously. He, he was uh, my head of year for year 11. So um, we were obviously doing GCSEs, but even then he'd find the time to say, oh, they've got a football game. They're, they're leaving school early and they're going to go do that. Um, like he said, he, he was massive on sport and he was always talking about Bristol City and assemblies and stuff. So it's really important that uh, we, we recognise some of these things and the fact that you uh, you now are a role model and I expect, I expect Lee brings you up quite often in class of, look at Cam, look at what he's gotten to achieve. And your age now of 24 being a role model that you were looking you were looking up to people like yourself going, going in years gone by, how does that make you feel? It's still quite hard to believe, to be honest. Um, I still haven't really got used to it. Um, obviously, w where I'm from is, is is quite a small place, so everybody sort of knows everybody. So I get it in the street when I walk walk down to co-op, and and people are asking about football and that. Like every everybody knows around my area, mm. so um, yeah, is 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 really hard to believe. Really, we had Tommy Conway on the podcast uh, a few months back, and. He, he was at the point where he hadn't yet had anyone ask for his signature and things like that. I'm sure he has now. But uh, how was that, ad 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 you know, adapting to, to that and having people coming up to you and recognise you and things like that? I'm um, I'm still trying to get used to it, the, uh, the signature <laughs> side of things. I don't mind doing it on paper, but as soon as I do it on a shirt, I've got to hold the shirt and, and try to switch <laughs> it out and get it perfect. But, yeah, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working on that. So whoever wants my signature... In, in the near future, I'm sorry, but it might not be the best. Yeah, I guess you don't want to ruin their shirt, do you? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit tough when I do, but... Yeah, brilliant. Right, I'm going to play you another clip now. Um, and this is from a, an interview that we did with, with Brian Tinian um, earlier this season. Some really nice comments about you. Is there someone who's really sort of come on leaps and bounds and is, he's either in the team with us or he's with someone else? Can you pick out a few names? Cam brings one. Cam brings a one that's mm. done extremely well because we took Cam from a it was like a college scheme really. He wasn't signed at Cheltenham. It's sixteen seventeen. Now he has had a a tough tough run of loans. You know, Merthyr Merthyr to Hereford mm. to Guernsey to start with, and then to Aldershot, and then Newport, then Cheltenham, then Walsall, then Portsmouth. So he's done the. He's done the hard, hard yards, to be honest, Cam, and he's come out of it a really, really competent left back at the championship level, I think, to go to Guernsey, to go to Merthyr, to go to all of them. He never questioned it. And it was just a case of, look, Cam, this is going to make you better. This mm. is going to get you where you're going to, where you want to be. But he's worked hard to get there. And it's always at the end of the day, they have to go and do it. They have to work hard. And, they have, and Cam's a, a powerful boy. He can run. You know, he can get up and down the pitch. He's got good quality in his left foot. 
So I think he's going to have a fantastic career. Yeah, it, it was flashes of Joe Bryan for me when I watched him the few times that I did in the under-23s, yeah. the way he carried himself, uh, his yeah. his pace and his attacking nature. I thought it was, uh, yeah, I really look forward to seeing him get a chance in the first team. Really good comparison, Joe Bryan. I think um, he's very, very much a Joe Bryan. Powerful, can run past people. You know, he's got better at defending. That was a that was a point he needed to get better at. And I think that it's a really good comparison, Joe. Really interesting listening to that, Cam. And, and it's funny, the, the sight about the Joe Bryan. I remember seeing footage of you at Warsaw and for all the world looking at it thinking that's Joe Bryan so so just, just on those loans and, and I was looking at this yesterday me, me and Patch were talking what was that like for you going out to, to so many clubs in you know Brian saying there that it will get you to where you want to be did you did you feel that at the time you know when you're going to these places um it did get a little bit frustrating at times um obviously you want to be here and around the building and stuff and you want to be Training with the first team, obviously, at 18, 19, I was going out on non-league loans, but um, Brian was the was the, the one that got me here. So, like, anything he says, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust it and, and go with it. And obviously, it's worked out, so. And did you make lots of, I guess you've still got lots of contacts at those clubs in, have any of the other lads that you've played with, they gone on to, to, to bigger careers and stuff, or? Yeah, there's a few few playing um, the championship. Obviously, Luton. You got Adebayo up front. I played with him at Warsaw. Right. Okay. Um, he's done really well. He's scored. He's scoring quite a few goals now as well. Um, yeah. Uh, there's there's a few that stepped up to League One um, from League Two. Yeah, it, it's it's is is a tough step up, but um, yeah, there's there's a few that make the jump. There's there's obviously a few that I've played with as well that could make the jump. They just need a bit of luck, really. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that comes into yeah. it. Mean, I guess yours was a progression in terms of the the level in and the size of the club because Portsmouth, albeit in you know the, the League One, are obviously a huge club with a massive fan base. I mean, I know it's a game I always used to love going to just because of the the home fans. So what what was that like going to Fratton Park and playing in front of Portsmouth? Or, or actually, was it COVID yeah. at the time? I don't yeah. know. They were, yeah, it was a bit annoying really because um, obviously you want to go there and experience it, but. Um... For the six months I was there, I think we had one game where they let two thousand fans in. Right. Okay. But, um, even then, it was quite loud. Like they, they made a racket for for the two thousand fans that were there. But they they've got the um, they've got some diehard fans that would just travel up to Fleetwood and just yeah. stand outside the ground. Really. <laughs> for the team bus, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I, again, I know when you were at Portsmouth, your name kept cropping up on our podcast when we were talking about we wanted players, you know, that, that could make a start. And, and you kept coming up. Why is Cam Pring not coming back? You then come back and then talk us through what happened. Yeah, within the first week, I just don't think I was adapted. I think, um, obviously, when you go out and learn, I think the training's a little bit different wherever you go. So, obviously, I've come back and um, I, I can't put my finger on what caused it, but... Uh, uh, yeah, torn hamstring and out for six months, which was a bit disheartening. But um, at least then I knew that I'd been recalled to play, and 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 uh, everyone trusted in me to to sort of play. So I, I couldn't I couldn't be too down, and I just had to focus and try to get get myself ready for next season. And you've gone through now that hard time of being out of action for six months, wanting to play, wanting to get started. Did you have any sort of coping mechanisms in place to help you through that time? Um, a lot of people in place to 
were, were talking to me at the club and, and, and trying to help me through it. But to be honest, I don't think I was too down on myself because obviously, like I said, I knew I was back for a reason and, and um, I knew there'd be another season. Obviously, when uh, the gaffer come in, we had a few conversations and he said he wants to see me. So it, it gave me a little bit of um, confidence, to be honest, and obviously going to pre-season, flying then. Yeah, so you make your debut at Forest Green Rovers and actually the the podcast Man of the Match, Matt, wasn't he, for that one? He was, yeah. I was just looking back this morning. <clears throat> I thought I thought you were from memory and I've just double-checked back and yeah, we, um, we had you as Man of the Match that night, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good to know considering what happened. But... Well, yeah, 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 it was exactly. a bit of a shock, wasn't it? We always yeah. try and take the positives, uh, Cam. Yeah. Um, and, and then this happens in the next game. This one's left again to Matty James. A little too far out of range to go directly for goal. I'm sure he'll cause a few problems in there anyway. Another opportunity, and he's onside, and it's two for Bristol City. And this time is Chris Martin. So it's Chris Martin, but it's an assist from Campring. And uh, is that a training ground routine that you've worked on there? Um, to be honest, I'm not normally um, up there with with the, the players running into the box. I'm normally the one on the halfway line. So uh, to be honest, uh, yeah, I just I just sort of ran in, and luckily Matty found me. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic header to square, and uh, we were there, Matt, for that one, and uh, the the second away game of the season but what what a great night and what a performance brilliant yeah i mean I, I i've got to ask cam i've got to be honest to say was were you going for gold cam or was it headed back across <laughs> yeah. back across all oh, right okay i think there was one a couple of weeks later where i've gone for gold but it looked like a, a <laughs> i said to i said to chris after the game that i tried to find him again but i knew i didn't yeah mm. that was a great header and it was a brilliant i mean that the performance was fantastic that night um yeah. It must have been great for you coming on the back of a, a defeat at Forest Green, but putting in a performance like you did to then get involved, assist and win the game must have been brilliant. That game, Cam, you started you started left wing, didn't you, in a more advanced position. Um, I don't know if you've got a favoured position or you're happy to be flexible. I think I'm happy to be flexible. To be to be honest, I'm just I just want to play where as much as possible at the minute. So I'm happy yeah. to go wherever um, as long as the gaffer trusts me in that that position obviously um i think that reading game helped a lot because he just said get the ball and cross the ball in and that's pretty much all i've done the first first 45 minutes and the assist come quite early on so then obviously your confidence builds up and and you you know you can get the ball and just run at someone then because you're you're not thinking about it yeah so since then I, i've and recently i saw a stat and I'll, I'll read it out for you to give you to give you an even bigger head after all the positive comments you've heard so far in this podcast um bristol city have won eight league games in the in 25 this season and cam pring who has only 13 starts this season started six of them every one of our away wins at reading cardiff qpr peterborough plus barnsley and Millwall at home he's also played in all eight wins and a big thanks to bs3 rob for those stats do you remind the playing the players about that quite often to be honest i didn't even know about it <laughs> well there you go there's a lot of numbers there though this is math. going back to the maths now mr paul was talking mr. about yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll have to you'll have to um you'll have to listen back to that but uh you know hopefully that is that is a correct stat and it shows how important you are and it's been great to obviously get you nailed down for a further two years so uh i just want you to pick out off off the back of that you know is there a favorite moment for you this season obviously the, the first assist but has there been a, a favourite moment for you? I think the uh, the Peterborough game was a big one. Obviously, mm. coming back and winning that, and it's it's been it's been a bit. Well, it's not difficult. It's it's the wrong word. Um, 
obviously I, I I haven't completed a lot of 90 minutes. So when say the QPR, for example, is obviously a big moment, but I'm not on the pitch at the time. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, the Peterborough, when I'm on the pitch, even, even uh, last weekend, that, that was massive to come from behind. After um, after the QPR game, I thought we put in a good performance and we showed a, a gritty side of the game um, to, to come back and win the game. Yeah. Uh, I just got to ask you about the home form as well. We went through that run of not winning at home and there was almost that that moment where we we got that home win with Nigel Pearson sort of putting his arms back and saying whatever he said hallelujah I think it was does that play on your mind as a player I don't think it did uh too much because obviously I wasn't playing um the year before when when they really struggled the second half of the season so um yeah going into the season I didn't really think anything of it but the more Obviously, it goes into the season. The more you're not winning, and or or you concede in late goals, mm. you do get a little bit anxious when when you're playing there. But I'm glad we've put that to bed now, and hopefully we can show we could well try and make it a, a fortress as such. Absolutely. So, playing staff, have you got a, a roommate when you go away? Have you got a a, a closest closest friend, so to speak? Um, probably George Tanner. Um, okay. Not roommate as such because. Obviously, COVID. I think they've changed uh, it. Yeah. in a room, but um, I don't know whether it was the same before that. But uh, yeah, probably George Tanner. Yeah. Do you often remind him about his big tackle? <laughs> I see. I get. I get compared a lot to him because of the the tackles I make. I've seen. <laughs> I've seen a few things I've been tagged in on Twitter. Brilliant. They're fantastic. Um, Matt, any sort of final questions from you? Just interested, Cam, on the um, <clears throat> the game against QPR with the penalty. When that that happens, and you know it's one of one of those moments, but do you know immediately whether you've got the ball in? You know, you think I, it's going to be a pen, or did you genuinely think, you know, I've I've got away with one here, or I did get a touch? Yeah, I genuinely, I w- I was furious because I thought I got the ball. Yeah, but obviously, when you when you go into the and even at half time, I was I was fuming. I, I genuinely thought it was a fifty fifty shoulder to shoulder. I got the ball. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, after the game, the gaffers come in and said, it, oh, it was a pen. And I've looked at the, the obviously, Sky Sports cameras and you've got all these different angles and it doesn't help at all. Yeah, um, yeah, it was 100% a pen. And it's a bit of a rash decision because you need to put your ego aside in that sort of situation. Just let, he's done you, you just let him go. But yeah, it's, that's what I'm trying to learn. And- that comes with experience though, doesn't it? Yeah. Exactly that, and and if if that was a hundred percent pen, what what percentage was the one on Alex Scott? It wasn't given because <laughs> yeah. that was by far a worse challenge for me um, on the night and watching it back. I, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how the uh, the lino didn't see it, mm. to be honest, but yeah. he must have thought the the players come from the side and obviously kicked it away. But yeah, yeah. it's it's easy for us to say now. Um, but yeah, mm, fair play. So Cam, you've had your first assist. When's the first goal? Soon, I hope. <laughs> uh, the weekend, if possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be a good way to celebrate the new contract, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, it would be. I, I said earlier to someone that I need to score more goals, and yeah, I, I think uh, playing left centre back probably won't help because I don't even go up for corners, and yeah, I'd sit back and defend. But um, yeah, I, I hope it comes soon. Are well, you comfortable playing left centre, Cam? Because I thought you were superb um, 
the last couple of times you've been there and just wondered, because of your marauding runs in the crosses, when you play in that centre-back position, obviously you're not then doing that, but are you comfortable? Yeah, I think so. I think um, playing as a three definitely helps. I, don't, I haven't played as a, as a four at the back. Yeah. Um, because obviously you move as a unit, so you're you're always going across the field. So it's not sometimes when obviously I was playing with Callum, when he goes forward, I'm sort of playing as a covering left back, really. Yeah. So it, it's kind of natural. You just sometimes I do. Th- Thomas does have to put me in check and tell me to uh, sit in. <laughs> a bit, but... Nice little pun there. Check. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Cam, uh, again, massive congratulations from both of us, and, yeah. and I'm, oh, the City fans will be uh, great to see you get that that deal pen. So, congratulations on that. Good luck for the rest of the season, and thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Cheers Top for having man. me. Thanks, Cam. Cheers all. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that interview with Cam Pring there on the day that he signed that new deal with Bristol City, keeping him at the club until 2024 with a year option. We'll be back on Sunday with our reaction to the Bristol City versus Fulham FA Cup game. If you want to find out more about the podcast, then you can go to Twitter and look for us at 3PIAPC. Uh, Give us a follow and you'll get all the news and latest podcasts on there. But for now, take care and we'll be back soon. Shinbo